Well, no, no, they're still not here. Look, no, I'm, I'm going to have to go and do something. Oh, um... Uh, hi, I'm uh, I'm Chris the Standin. I don't uh, I don't normally do this bit. Uh, it's normally Ian and Ruben, but they're not here yet. I don't know why. Um, I haven't really got. Uh, I mean, I've got the script for today, but it's you know I'm I'm just it's not for me. I'm I'm just standing in. I don't know what to. I'm sure they're on the way. Don't worry about that. They'll be here soon. Is there anything I can? No, this is all for later. Really, I assume they were going to bring uh, the opening with them. Look, this this is why this is why I'm the standard. This is this is why uh, you know it's it's Ian and Reuben and 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 I don't uh, I don't get paid as much as they do. Um, uh, hang on, there's, there's something outside. Oh, thank God! Right, the car's here. Roll the title sequence. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? I'm watching some ruffians down on the street. Don't you just hate ruffians? Yeah, I remember the time I met some ruffians. Hey, we don't like the way you gel your hair. But I was born that way. <sighs> that was an awful story. I know, and I'm still traumatised to this day. No, I mean, it was awful. What a waste of my time. You don't understand. It was 1991. Priorities were different back then. In any case, look at this. These ruffians here are correcting the graffiti on the wall. They're adding commas and semicolons so that it all makes grammatical sense. That really ticks me off, man. I know. I spent ages on that. But what can we do as honest, hard-working philanthropists? There are many things we can do. Right, so what you're saying is, is that we should start a focus group. Something more decisive. I'm not very good with decisive. Can I have a think about it and come back to you? We need to be direct. We could call that nice lady who lives downstairs. She's got two dogs. I bet she knows how to deal with ruffians. Time to tool up and dish out like we mean it. It's time to use the power of nature! Oh, I read a book on this once. So which nature power are we going to use? Fire? No. Water? No. I'm running out of Captain Planet's Planeteers here. Brimstone? Lightning? Mustard? I don't remember anyone using the power of mustard in Captain Planet. In my version they did. I need to use a different kind of nature. I think I'm going to stop asking silly questions and just let you get on with it. You did the right thing. Now come on! I didn't expect to have to come along too. I don't have any powers. Neither do I. My powers come from another source altogether. I see. But to put it another way, I don't see. I feel brave enough to come along and watch now that I've located my whipping stick. That's just a, a wet broom snapped in half with some pink wafers attached to the end. It saved me from many an embarrassing situation, though. To the window! Even better? We don't even better. That's so much better. I think you said that wrong. Oh, did I? Oh, let me check that again. Da-da-da, even better. We don't even have to leave the flat. That's so much better. Ah, oh, you're right. I can't really go back and change it, though. Can we pretend as if I did say the right line? What? And this part of the conversation never happened? Yeah. Just say the line again. I don't want to say the line again. I've already said it. Yeah, incorrectly. They'll sort that out in post-production. Look, I don't make the rules here. You said your line wrong. I said mine right. Just do it again. All right, fine. Pass it here. 
Even better, we don't have to leave the flat like. You're just being vindictive now. I can see your point, however. You still have to say the line. I just did. Without sounding like an extra from Heidi High. Maybe I want to sound like an extra from Heidi High. Much later. Even better, we don't Red Settler have to put on a sweater and leave the flat. That's so much better. We're not moving on until you set the line properly. I think I've improved the line by adding additional words. Where is that standing? Oi, standing! Coming! Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'll say the word. I'll say the line. Uh, yes, sir? You are now officially in charge of all the stray animals. Uh, sure, thanks. No more funny stuff. Say the line. Right. <coughs> even better. We don't even have to leave the flat. That's so much better. Right. Oh, the ruffians have left. You spring into action about as fast as my box of mini shredded wheat. Oh, shut up, you flabbit. You called me a what? You wouldn't steal handbags. You wouldn't steal some films. That's not the way the world works. You need to go to H&B. Don't steal that guy's phone. It's rubbish. Anyway, go to Computer Exchange. Go get a better one. Also, piracy is wrong. Wait till it's on the TV so you'll have to skip the adverts. That's what I did when I was a kid. Suffer like I did. Suffer like I did. So that's my idea in a five minute presentation. I see, it's not very good, is it? What do you mean? Do you see this poster behind me? That was so sorry, I fainted. Two major star billing grossed $400 million worldwide in 2008. That one over there, Pasadena Egg Salad. Three major star billing grossed $700 million worldwide in 2011. The Crocodile Leather Pants trilogy made more money than your dad will ever see hot dinners, young man. Your idea? I can't see it reaching those dizzy heights. Your studio also made senses in the Apple Grove and Dollop Wallop. Didn't they both lose a significant amount of money? They were terrible ideas. We don't like to talk about them around here. I think you need to take a long, hard look at yourself when you think a romantic comedy starring a meerkat and Maurice Stewart is going to earn a ton of cash. Anyway, <clears throat> we're talking about your idea. It wouldn't work. It can. I think it could quite easily reach the 100 mil mark. Your idea isn't marketable. Yes. Yes, it is. It doesn't make any sense, like, like any sense at all. You've been stood in front of me for over 300 seconds and I'm still trying to get my head around how you even got in the building, let alone why you think we should give you any of the money to make your sham of a cough of a splutter of a movie. Let me go through it one more time. Oh, God. Neil Armstrong, national hero, American, brave, historic, a true original. He gets given a time machine, which he can only use once, to travel into the future. That particular time machine is now defunct and he's stuck in the year, let's say, 2106. So there is Mr. Armstrong wandering around the future. Of course, by now, time machines are available on vending machines, so he buys another time machine, one which can be used more than once, 
Um, but Neil Armstrong died in 2012. Obviously, this takes place prior to that, so he uses the new time machine to travel back into time to make himself famous. But he's already famous. You said it yourself. He's a national hero. This will make him more famous. Why would he want to be more famous? He's traveled to the moon. He's walked on the moon. He's inspired a generation with moons. Why would you want to involve him in some awful science fiction B-movie? In the film, he's back from the moon, craving more fame. So what's he going to do? Steal the Harry Potter books? Invent Microsoft? Possibly. I haven't got that far in the writing process. The fact remains that if you try to make a film about the first man who walked on the moon, you will be stopped by the estate of the deceased. You really think the surviving relatives of Mr. Armstrong are going to want to see a film about their brother, their father, or whoever doing deceitful things to become famous? What if we change the name to something that sounds like Niall Legstrom? Can you just leave? Please, your idea is never going to work. What if we change the name and put some vampires in? Vampires are so three years ago. So your mustache is, but you don't see me complaining. How dare you? Just because my face is so successful at growing hair and I get twice as much as everyone does not make me a freak because I currently carry an additional mustache on my cheek. Please leave my office before I call security. I will get this film made regardless of your doubt. You will see me again! Oh no! Oh no? Oh no. Oh, I was just having one of those fake sleep memories. You mean a dream? That's the Dickens. I need to tell you instantly everything that happened so that I don't forget. It's, it's very important that we go through it now, otherwise it'll all be lost. Lost. Lost forever. Okay, if you say so. Sorry, gentlemen. The last press conference is over. Uh, sir, sir, just one more question. Will the new product to combat global warming and bring about world peace be ready within the next five years, or... Uh... I'm sorry, but we must conclude at, at a later date. Please make your way to the foyer. There are snacks and drinks for everyone. I can't believe this. I'm blooming furious. Right. So, what's this dream you're on about then? I was power walking through the Lake District. That sounds like a dream already. For you know, for you know, for you know. Ahem. <clears throat> I was power walking through the Lake District. The air was crisp as it always is, and there was a light breeze blowing on the back of my neck. I don't remember if the sun was out, but I do remember I found £3.49 on the floor and kicked a can of seven up for 400 yards before it fell into the road. So anyway, I'm power walking up this hill, and I get the distinct impression that there's something coming up behind me. Oh. I can feel a presence edging closer and closer, and that no matter how quickly I power walk, there is no escaping it. Oh. The very same. So I turn to look behind me, and in the distance there is an elderly woman dressed in a in a pink and lime green tracksuit. She's so far away, I feel a little relieved knowing that there's some distance between the two of us. However, when I look again, which was a big mistake, she's a lot closer than she was. Still some way away, but she's steadily gaining ground. So I increase my speed to try to stay ahead of her. That wasn't enough though, oh? Eh, no it wasn't. No matter how much I power walked, she was getting closer and closer and closer. I'm almost at the top of the hill and she's barely a hundred metres behind. She may as well be clinging to the back of my jacket though. There's a crack in the sky, a rip of thunder. I lose my concentration and my rhythm and there she is, prancing right behind me. 
nowhere else to go, so I get to my feet to accept my fate. She's smiling as she approaches. A glistening headband stretched across her forehead, in perfect synchronization with the path, her legs, everything is fluid. I close my eyes, everything goes black. And then? I open my eyes and she says, Afternoon, wonderful day, isn't it? And chugs away. That's it? What's so scary about that? Did you not hear my description of her? She was wearing a pink and lime green tracksuit. Hideous! Well, that was a bit of a lead balloon of a waste of my time of a moment that I'm never getting back. Right. So what you're saying is that I should turn it into a six-part novel? If that's what you have to do to stop bothering me, then yes. I'll let you draw the pictures if you like. Uh, how do you spell granny? <sighs> and now, sponsored by the Bobby Constanzo Appreciation Society, it's Mama Makuchi's Love Clinic. Oh, baby, it's good to have you all back. I can hear the sounds of letters on my doorstep. The first letter is from Cedric Bottletop Battlerock. Dear Mama Makuchi, you know a lot about love and what keeps people together. I think you should invent a glue that keeps couples together so that they never have to separate and get upset. What do you think? I didn't invent a glue once. It was only ever sold in CNA, and each glue stick cost £50 to make. It's not £50, but £50! Each stick was as tall as a fruity cactus and was impossible to use without a stepladder. However, we did sell well in the European Union, from what I can recall. If we can make it to Belgium, we might strike it lucky. Next letter! We've had an email from Clarice Underling, who's struggling to find Mr. Wright. Dear Mama Makuchi, I find that most men are unhappy with the way I smell, so I've taken it upon myself to invent my own perfume. It's a mix of lemons, limes, and shaken vac. I tried it on my cat and she hasn't left the corner of the room since. Do you think it's ready for human testing? Very good question there, baby. I like what you've done there. People think you whiff and ooh ah. You've gone and shown them, baby, just what you're made of. Quite whether it's ready to be taken in the real world is up to you. If I were you, baby, and thankfully I'm not, I would keep several bottles on your person when out and about. I mean, if you ran out, baby, you'd be shocked and embarrassed and you never want to come back ever again. Just like the time I went to Flamingo Land. Finally, we've had an email from a small village in Leicester. Dear Mama Makuchi, is it best to wear your hair up or down on a first date? Excellent question, baby. I usually wear my hair, or what's left of my hair, up to avoid it setting on fire. It's far too easy these days to set your hair on fire. I was walking through a car wash last Wednesday, and even then my hair caught in fire. Where would you be without your luscious locks? You certainly wouldn't have that job in Greg's, would you, baby? Your life is dependent upon pasties that I eat, and without me there'd be no point in opening the shop. I love a cheese and onion, please. And throwing one of those gritty bread men from good pressure. I think that we all have time for this. And remember, it's not 50 pounds, it's 50 pounds. Good night, y'all! 
Once upon a time, Ian came up with a joke that wasn't funny in the slightest, yet he persisted with his joke in the hope that one day it might actually become humorous. Reuben, come here. What is it? I have two questions. How have you ever noticed how funny the word pee-pee is? Um, not really. And also, why is it that nobody really uses the word pee-pee anymore? Because it's two words? Good point, but nobody does. It has so many uses and works on so many levels, yet whenever I try to slip it into a conversation at work, everybody stares at me as though I've licked their sandwiches before they've had a chance to eat them. It's not very funny, Dad. Oh, but it is! I sat up all night pondering the pee-pee, and I've come to the conclusion that it may be one of the funniest words ever invented. So, you've not slept at all, then? I dozed off before in the airing cupboard for half an hour. Should be fine. So what is it that you uh, you don't like about pee-pee? It's a bit of a baby word. There are better words. Such as? I'm not going to list them. All you need to know is that a grown man should never be using the word pee-pee in a polite conversation. So, so what you're saying is that I should bring pee-pee back? No, I'm saying the complete opposite. Do not bring back the pee-pee. Stay clear of the pee-pee. Do not go anywhere near the pee-pee. The pee-pee? No, pee-pee! What if I used it in an, an adult context so that everyone understood? I'm not sure that would help. How would you use it in an adult context anyway? Well, I could pretend it was the name of a superior at work. One of my bosses could be called Pee-Pee-Pee-Pee. I don't think that's going to work. Okay, well, what about if I joined the army and my drill sergeant was called Sergeant Pee-Pee? You're just hoping that people won't notice you using words Pee-Pee if you put them in a name. It's not funny, Dad. No, it is. You just need time for the Pee-Pee to set in. Is this not one of your phrases, like the time you tried to bring the finger wiggle dance? Well, that one is still on the cards. It just needs a few more people behind it. No more pee-pee. You always tell me to learn to let things go. You're going to have to accept that this doesn't work and move on. Yes, yes, that is true. But I also tell you not to give up on things too early, especially the ones that you are convinced are going to work. Yes, and it's being determined, but also foolhardy. I don't suppose I ever taught you the lesson that the best ideas, the great ones, are worth persevering with, even if people such as yourself, don't believe that they will work? No, he haven't. Well, come this way and I shall educate you in the ways of the ideas that are worth persevering with, even if people don't believe that they're going to work. I still don't think that it's going to change my mind about pee-pee.